On the Record with White House correspondent April Ryan. The holidays are approaching and people are wondering what to buy. Well, a book is always a great thing. There are several books out to include Michelle Obama's new book, Becoming, as well as my book, under fire. But there's also a book that is courageous and yet speaks of issues of the day. I'm talking about the book written by Gwen Carr, the mother of Eric Garner. Thank you so much for joining me with On the Record with April Ryan. Uh, thank you for having me. Now, you have a book project that's out uh, that talks about your struggle and your fight uh, for justice for your son, Eric Garner. What's the name of that book? Uh, the name of the book is This Stops Today. And um, those were some of my son's last words. And that's why um, part of the reason why I decided to name the book that. Now, let's talk about, okay, let's talk about Eric Garner and who he was. If you remember, there was um, an African-American man in New York who was in a police chokehold and cried out 11 times, I can't breathe. Miss Carr, um, that was your son. And what year did this, this, this tragedy happen? Uh, it happened in 2014, July 17th, 2014. And we are in 2018, and still there has been no justice uh, for Eric Garner. Um, talk to me about the book and talk to me about what you are looking for um, in, in your push for justice. What's going on? Um, yes, well, um, I wrote the books um, to bring about awareness, although I know um, my son's story has brought about a lot of awareness, but I wanted people to see it from my point of view. And right now, as you said, there's no justice. We are still after the police department to fire Pandaleo, Adonis, and all those other police officers who was involved in my son's death that day. And that's the New York they, City police. Uh, New okay. York City police officers. And they only want to go forward with um, uh, charging two officers when there was at least a dozen officers involved. Some were um holding him down others looked the other way while my son was begging for his life and others lied on official reports so all of those officers should be fired i think none of them should be able to keep their jobs and um i'm putting all of that out there in the book and i'm telling what happened i'm telling a little about my life growing up um and what i was doing before eric's death what i was doing during his death and what i'm doing now and all of that is in the book and um by the way uh hillary clinton she wrote the forward for me in the wow. book yeah, mm -hmm. and, and so that connection comes because you were one of those, the, the mothers, the mothers of the movement, I understand, who's on the road with her. Um, she was vowing to, to deal with issues of police-involved shootings as well. So you were one of those, the mothers of the movement, on the road with her when she was running for president. Is that correct? That's correct. Um, there were several of us who traveled with her throughout the country trying to get her elected. And... It was very interesting, and I think that I learned a lot on that campaign trail. I, I learned what living out of a suitcase really meant. Oh. I learned 
um, how to go and address the people. And I mean, we were really sincere about what we were doing. And I really enjoyed going to these churches because we went to churches of all different denominations. And um, they weren't the big churches. They were churches that were small, down in the woods. And in the and, community, too, where some of these places could possibly potentially happen with, with African-Americans or people yes. in the community with police. Okay, yes. Yes, definitely. We went in all types of places. That, and that's what really... Um, got my attention while we're not going to all these highfalutin places we're going where you know things are real these are places where things are really happening Hmm. so i want to go back to the police officers really fast do you know which one actually gave the chokehold that killed your son um yes his name was um daniel pantaleo he's the one who choked my son to death and would not let up even though he cried 11 times he cried i can't breathe Mm. and and so so is pantaleo the one that they want to charge uh yes that's the one who they well the ccrb the the nypd still has in charge him he still has his job he's still as they say on desk duty he's making a six-figure salary an increase every year he's doing all this after choking my son to death now what's ccrb um that's the um civilian review board the, okay. You know, the uh, Community Civilian Review Board. And they came up and said that he should be fired or something? What did they say? Yes. Uh, they made recommendations that he should be charged because he did restrict his breathing. They, You know, this is the what they found. Mm-hmm. He, they restricted his um, fidget. I'm sorry. They restricted his um his breathing i'm sorry and they compressed his chest and all they needed was a file number from the nypd to bring the charges the nypd was dragging their feet and wouldn't give a file number until the night before the anniversary of my son's fourth commemoration then all of a sudden they give a file number and i really think that was because they didn't really know what i might do mm. <laughs> and the attention that, that that you're garnering from this so so yes. now let's be clear eric garner um had respiratory issues correct yeah he did but um it was under control he had asthma yeah he had asthma as a kid and as he got older he you know he was able to function normally and um he did things that everyone else did but you know sometimes he did have to use his pump if he got out of breath but it wasn't like an everyday thing okay so now let's get into the issue about eric garner because because you clear up some misnomers the way we understand it um (laughs) you know we understand that eric garner used to sell lucy's cigarettes by single cigarettes versus selling them in the pack on the street correct that's correct now at the time and and that and police have gone after him before over that but at the time of this incident this incident he was not selling lucy's but he was breaking up a fight and the police charged in on him when he was standing there and everybody else left is that correct and that is 
totally correct. He wasn't doing anything that day. He was not selling cigarettes. He was just trying to be a peacemaker. Two guys that he know had got into an altercation and he broke it up because that's the type of person he was. You know, he didn't like to see, you know, confrontation between people. And the police was called for that and they bypassed that and, you know, went for him. But, you know, that's why I say they targeted my son. Huh. Because he had been on the corner before and they felt that they were going to get him. He'd been on the corner selling loses, but this time he was trying to help and, and correct the situation. That's true. Hmm. So now, years later, a new administration, because this happened under the Obama administration, and they never, they could not come to terms with it. They even tried to, to push for answers, um, to push for a conclusion, and it didn't happen. They, they, I remember being told that it was a very sensitive case, and they're doing the best they could on it. Now we're in the uh, Trump administration. Do you believe that there will ever be any action, anyone coming to justice, under the Sessions Justice Department? Well, Sessions is no longer there. Yeah. Under the Justice right. Department that we don't know who's going to lead and what civil rights will look like, and or criminal justice uh, will look like, how they deal with criminal issues because I understand it's not necessarily a civil rights case. It's now in the criminal department, correct? Yes, it is. It's in the criminal department. But it looks very dismal because whoever heard of it taking this long for them to make a decision and each time we would meet with the DOJ, they would tell us the same thing. Um, we're turning over every stone. We're looking under every rock to make sure that we make the right decision. But now it's four years plus and they haven't made a decision yet. I think they don't intend to make a decision. Um, that's why I start pushing with the NYPD because they do not have to wait on the DOJ. So I want them to take action. I want them to fire those officers who you know, was involved in my son's death that day, every last one of them. Hmm. So with all of this said, you went to the DOJ with Reverend Al Sharpton and you met with Jeff Sessions, correct? Not with Jess Sessions. Oh, no, we never met with you. Who did you meet we, with? Um, we met, in fact, we met with with the old administration. Okay. We met with, with uh, Loretta Lynch. Okay. And at the time, we even met the district attorney who was Donovan at the time. Mm -hmm. um, we met with the old administration. We never met with the new administration. Wow. Well, mm -hmm. well you did meet with <laughs> former Trump advisor Amarosa, what was she able to do for you? Well, we just talked. We we never did do anything um, because the next day, you know, it was all out that she was, um, you know, that she had met with me. So we didn't do anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, with everything in the book, what is the the big piece that you want out there about Eric and his death and his life and what you're going through? What is the piece that what is the takeaway piece you want everyone to have? Well, I want everyone to know that who Eric was. I don't want him to be just a news story because we know news stories come and they go. I want whenever anyone hears the name of Eric Garner, they will know that 
he um, didn't give his life in vain. And they will know that his mother is still holding up his name and will do that for the rest of her life. And I want them to be aware of how cool that this uh, administration and these police can be towards people. And we have to... We have to have this stop. That's what I really mean about this stops today. The police haven't stopped killing our children, but we as parents, we as mothers, fathers, sisters, and brothers, we're not gonna sit in the corner and take it anymore. What we are going to do, we're gonna get out there and fight. We're gonna get out there and try to change legislation. We're gonna get up in their face and they're gonna know that we are there. So. This is what my book is telling everybody and tell them all the struggles that I've been through and what I'm willing to go through. This stops today. The author, Gwen Carr, the mother of Eric Garner. Um, the last thing I'm going to ask you, and in the midst of all of this, you know I'm a White House correspondent, mm -hmm. and I question the President of the United States whether he likes it or not. What would you say to President Trump in reference to your son if you had the opportunity, particularly as he has been challenging those who take the knee um, out of efforts to bring attention to police-involved shootings and killings and abuses? What would you say to the president about your son's case and the push for justice to stop this from happening again? Well... I would tell him, no matter what, we are going to push for justice. And no matter who's in the White House, whether it be Republican or Democrat, this is a democracy and this is the way that we should all be treated because we are all Americans. And as far as taking a knee, he has to know that America has brought us to our knees. It's no disrespect to the country. Wow, that's powerful. America has brought us to our knees. Well, anything else you'd like to add, Ms. Carr? No, I just thank you for having me, and I just hope everyone will take a look at my book, and if I'm in the area, I will sign it for you. All right, and, and the name of the book again, please? This stops today, and the picture on the front of is of me. I'm being arrested in front of Trump Towers because we are protesting the installment of the uh, court, um, the um, Supreme Court justice. So um, that's what the picture is. That's on the front of the book. Wow. Thank you so much for your activism, for your book, and for your time. And I know um, you have been thrust into a spotlight and you, you are very sweet. Uh, sweet and and kind-hearted and very quiet woman and now this is this you you're championing your son and and others who are going through this and, and trying to prevent it in the future thank you for all you do miss carr Oh, you're welcome. With this week's On the Record, I'm AURN White House correspondent April Ryan. Don't forget to subscribe to On the Record on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or any other podcast directory. If you like what you hear, leave a five-star review. On the Record, a product of American Urban Radio Networks. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, 
but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.